0: I mean, yesterday we said Adam and Eve was, were created. And the important thing is not that Adam and Eve were there. The important thing that I wanted to emphasize was that and was created. The relationship was created. From that moment on, we are born to live in relationship. And through this end, Adam comes alive. Through this end, Eve comes out. So the important thing is the end. Not Adam and not Eve, but the important thing is end. That is what's important. And also in our relationship, I and you... How can I overcome my own I so that I can build this end? When this end is built, I come alive and you come alive. But we are focused focus so much on I that we kill end. And when the end is killed, then I is killed and you is uh, killed. Both are destroyed. And important things, we cannot, I cannot be I without you. I am because you are. Because we are, I am. So this I can only uh, possibly survive with this end. And then I really like that song, I am free. How can I be free from myself? How can I be free from the bondage of myself and then build this strong end and that connects you and I? It's like a bridge. And it, this is a secret. When we find this end, then I come alive and you come alive. When that end is gone, then I don't exist meaningfully and you don't exist meaningfully we live in separation we are not an island we are connected we are people of relationships but relationship is so difficult it's not easy just just because uh, you're married, just because you're now boyfriend and girlfriend, just because you're engaged, that doesn't mean that relationship is there. Relationship is something that consciously you have to continuously build. Otherwise, relationship dies. So whenever I do uh, marriage uh, counseling, I do that in the, in the beginning. The first year is very important for all of you. So uh, you try to connect uh, with each other. But if you don't do anything, after 10 years later... That relationship is not there anymore. And after 10 years down the road, gee, what happened? You're supposed to love me, but there's no such such thing as supposed to love me. Either you love or not. There's no such thing. There's no rule that you're supposed to love anyone. So even though you're married, that you have to continuously build that end, that relationship, then it grows. But if you just leave it, leave it aside and don't do anything about it, then after 10 years, it's not there anymore. So this end is very, very important, but end is very difficult to build with. And today, I'm going to talk about this end. What that end looks like. To relationship, uh, to build relationship, it takes a long time uh, to build it, and takes so much of our energy, and patience, and love to build a good relationship. But once it is built, the relationship makes all of us very, very strong. Relationship makes us strong. Okay. Even though everything else fails, if the relationship is there, you can survive. But if, even if everything is there, if relationship is not there, then it is pretty difficult. Uh, to survive. When you look at your uh, booklet, uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 4.12, it says, And though one might, did you find it? Yeah, yeah, did you find it? Yeah? Uh, 14, yeah. Uh, uh, 14, quotation 14. Uh, or page 14, sorry. (laughs) Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, And though one might prevail against another, two will withstand one. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Yes, threefold cord is not quickly broken. If you're connected, you're not going to be easily broken. That much relationship is strong. There was a Jewish scholar who was born in 1878, Long time ago, more than 100 years ago. His name, but his thinking, his thought is still very much relevant to us. So uh, I'm going to just use, I, I'm not going to de- de- describe his theology or anything. He, he was a Jewish theologian. He was not Christian, Jewish theologian. But his thought is, I, I think, still very relevant after hundred some years. Oh, uh, his name is Martin Buber. Martin Buber, he was born in Vienna, Austria. Uh, When he was three years old, his mother left without any explanation. She just left. And after a while, his father uh, took him to his uh, uh, grandparents. Karl Buber took him, uh, Martin, uh, this uh, little Martin, uh, in a small rural area in Galicia. And for eight decades of his life, he had to endure the heartache, heartache of rejection. Uh, and he had to live, uh, he, he grew up uh, under his uh, grandparents. And then soon after uh, the father uh, dropped him off, he was gone too. So he lived without a mother or a father. He lived alone uh, under his uh, grandparents. Uh, maybe because of his personal situations, he was very interested in the relationship. So sometimes I wonder, you know, uh, life difficulties are not necessarily always bad. Sometimes, because we human beings are very kind of uh, weak, unless we experience something through our skin, we can never experience or learn. And then uh, he truly experienced this rejection and loneliness uh, and tremendous uh, uh, sense of uh, being alone in the entire universe. So he thought a lot about uh, the relationship. He never blamed anybody uh, for his situation. I I think that's a maturity. Uh, You could blame people and then just uh, uh, done with it, but he never blamed anyone for that, but he just uh, meditated on, uh, contemplated on uh, the relationship. Uh, He was uh, Albert Einstein's uh, friend. And Albert Einstein, uh, he explained the world through scientific, physical understanding, but Martin Buber explained the world through meaningful relationships. Martin Buber uh, explains our relationship in two ways. There are two kinds of, uh, uh, two kinds of uh, relationship, and uh, even the title itself, when you look at it, you will uh, uh, figure out uh, what he tries to say. I, Thou Relationship, and I, It Relationship. And then thou and it uh, it does not describe about the person that you have relationship with. They describe the kind of dash uh, that you have. Depending on the kind of relationship you have, the other person can become thou or it. Sometimes even God can be it rather than thou. The parents can be it uh, instead of being thou. When you use God or your parents just for your personal uh, self, personal uh, need, then it becomes I-it relationship. But I-thou relationship is uh, very different. And I like to talk about the dash that connects between I and you and you. Whether I and you's relationship is either is I thou or I it, I want you, I want you to think about the kind of relationship that you are building right now. Is it I thou relationship or I it uh, relationship? Uh, as I said, even with God, uh, you can have you can build I it relationship. Without knowing that you are building I-it relationship. You think that you are building i thou relationship, but ultimately you are just building I-it relationship just for your own salvation, your security, your peace of mind, and your blessings. If that is all you think about it, then you are building I-it relationship. You are just using God for your own self. Then that is I-it relationship. I cannot say that I it relationship is necessarily bad relationship. I don't want to say that. I it relationship is only the beginning point, and uh, to be transformed to I thou relationship. I it is a kind of uh, cocoon. If I thou is a butterfly, and I thou relationship can fly, and this I it is only a uh, cocoon. And this is where I become totally free. As we sang, I am free. Uh, In this relationship, I become free. But in this relationship, I is not uh, yet truly free. 90% of the relationship that you have is I-it relationship. Uh, Probably 80, 90% of relationships, I-it relationship. On dixie and eglinton there is a good afghanistan restaurant if you want to go uh, try uh, middle eastern uh, afghanistan food uh, uh, dixie and eglinton is a, a fast food kind of restaurant when you go there there are combos very easy to order so i order combo number three uh, then they give me a uh, number number 58 then i go to my seat and then sit down and wait for my number to be called. And then they call me number 58, and I go there, and then uh, uh, I show my number 58, and they give me my number three. So I take my number three and come back, and I eat. That's all. The relationship between that person and me is just number. I'm number 58, and I order number three. So that's how uh, we, uh, our relationship is like. That is eat relationship. It doesn't go beyond that. When Nelson Mandela was imprisoned in Robben Island as a prisoner, his number was 46664 because he was imprisoned on the year 64, and he was 466th. Uh, prisoner so 46664 six, 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 and Bono he wrote a song just to say that this is not jum- uh, just number so if you go to YouTube uh, you will see uh, Bono's uh, songs 46664 six, 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 and then all that I mean Bono tried to say that but while uh, Nelson Mandela was in prison to the prison guards he was just 46664 six, 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 he was just number Nothing beyond that. Their relationship was I-it relationship, and we can see this I-it. Rela- I'm trying to describe this dash. Okay, the different kinds of uh, dash uh, are there. Uh, we can see I-it relationship in professional uh, relationship. When a patient uh, goes to uh, see a doctor. The patient is not interested in the illness of the do- of the doctor. You know, I, uh, I'm interested only in. My- of course, I'm different because my doctor is James. So I'm much more <laughs> interested in his health. So when I go, how are you doing? How's your heart condition and all that stuff? <laughs> Before he asks me any. <laughs> Uh, but in regular, uh, you know, uh, situation, when you go see a doctor, you're not interested in doctors, uh, physical condition, all that. All you're interested in, your uh, physical condition, you tell them uh, what's wrong with you and all that, and then they tell you, and nothing goes beyond that. Just functional relationship. We are, because 80 to 90% of our relationship is I-it relationship, we are used to I-it relationship. In I-it relationship, it is dispensable. It exists only for my needs. The interest is not in the dash. The interest is in me. That I, my needs are met. Not in the dash, not in the relationship. To fulfill my needs, we use others. There is no deep sharing. We are there together just for our needs. When we are on a lineup in a uh, grocery shopping, a cashier sometimes talks to a customer and all, oh, yesterday I went to the party and all that stuff. You know, that drink was so great. And the, the people in the uh, back, you know, they get frustrated because, uh, you know, they get delayed, right? I mean, rightly so. But the unspoken rule is, don't go beyond I-it relationship. Here, just do I-it relationship, and that's it. That is I-it relationship. All the self-centered relationship ends up with I-it relationship. Even our friendship can become I-it relationship. I'm lonely, so I need you. My, I need my playmate So I can do something together. So friends are just there to fulfill my loneliness. And that's a friendship, but that's I eat friendship. I believe that friendship is more than that. More than just using each other for my own loneliness. And a marriage or uh, your spouse is more than uh, just to fulfill my social needs then we need to go beyond I-it relationship to I-thou relationship, but a lot of friendship remains at I-it relationship. Uh, and Jesus said, I'm your friend, and the good friend is you die for your friend. That is real friendship, Jesus said. That is I-thou relationship, not, not I-it uh, relationship. We are so used to, sorry, We are so used to this kind of relationship, uh, so we think that all the relationships are I-it relationship, then you are wrong. With that kind of thinking, we will never experience the beauty that relationship can bring to us. With I-it relationship, I can never be transformed I just use it, but I can never be transformed in this I-it relationship. Eighty to ninety percent of our relationship is I-it relationship, but what transform I is I-thou relationship, which is only ten to twenty percent of your relationship. The love. And sacrifice of our parents is similar to I-thou relationship. They don't think about themselves. They only think about the other. So that is more like I-thou relationship. Do you, uh, have you seen the praying hands, the picture? The beautiful uh, praying hands. There's a beautiful story behind the, those, uh, that beautiful picture. Uh, these two friends were artists. And they were uh, uh, preparing themselves to be uh, artists. But they didn't have enough money. So they they said, uh, they were talking to each other, you study first, I will help you. And No, you study first, I will help you. And finally, they kind of made an arrangement. So the other guy... So studied first, uh, so went to university and then studied art. And the other uh, friend, because they didn't have money, he went to uh, the, this uh, construction uh, site, and he was carrying uh, bricks and all that. So he, uh, he was helping. But because he worked so uh, you know, such a, a very rough uh, uh, labor, his hands got all kind of... Uh, uh, what is it? huh? callous and everything so he could not draw anymore. So he was uh, kind of uh, bitter and then uh, the, the, the other guy became very famous and I kind of forgot about his friend. Uh, and after, I mean he said, you know, but he could not study art anymore but he uh, kind of forgot. And one day he came to visit his friend and saw his friend praying and saw the praying hands and it was so beautiful with that imagination he came back home, he Drew that picture that that is I thou friendship. With I eat alone, we don't experience the transformation. I, wanna, I can express I eat relationship in a different way. I can say I other relationship. I eat relationship is the same as I other relationship. When you become not Tao, but other, we cannot have meaningful relationship. The other has nothing to do with me. The other is there outside of me with no involvement uh, with me. You know, I, I did this lecture uh, in Korean KSN congregation. I said I thou I thou relationship, and then uh, later they came, you know I do relationship I do relationship because the thou I do relationship. <laughs> so this I it relationship I other relationship. There's a good Korean word for other. You know what that is? Nam. We call it Nam. It's a very good Korean word. N-A-M. nam what if you use haturi nom <laughs> so nomi so nam we don't we don't call our family nam we don't call our friends nam we don't call our parents nam, nam. others are strangers not one of us not within my circle outside of my circle. I plus you equals we. I plus other equals what? I, still I. What we are trying to build is I plus you, we, not I plus other, which is just I. You know, when you hate somebody, you have to make the person other. Because you can never hate thou. You have to make that person first other. Then you can hate that person. When thou becomes the other or the it, it's much easier to do whatever I want. That's why when you drive the car, you can easily make the person other or it, oh, that woman, oh, <laughs> oh. with cell phone and c- cigarette and then I don't know how she drives, <laughs> you know, you can easily make that person it or other, you know, one day uh, this uh, psych- psychotherapist, uh, he was just driving in the car to come to his uh, uh, the, 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 the office, so he found a parking spot and then parked it. And there was another guy waiting, and he was yelling and shouting and all that. And that was his own patient. (laughs) They said they had a good session that afternoon. (laughs) When you make other, racially other, sexually other, politically other, ethnically other, morally other, religiously other, personally other, you have good excuse not to have relationship uh, with them. I mean, uh, I don't want to pinpoint one person, but uh, Mina is uh, uh, with us uh, for for a few weeks, uh, uh, I mean, for a few months in our church, and she even came to the retreat. You know, she's an Italian-Canadian, and she uh, was raised, she was practicing Catholic. Now she is in a Protestant, majority is Korean, I probably, she felt probably, I mean, I think it's a tremendous courage uh, to be uh, with people who are other on the surface. But when you're connected that other can become thou, other can become you. Uh, When I, last year I went to uh, Israel, you know, Israel is a strange place. It is religiously charged, you know. It's religion is in the air. Religious feeling is in the, air, in the air. When you go there, from early in the morning, first day, around, four, I think, four or five, I heard, mm, what is this? Mmm. <laughs> and then, when, last, I don't know how many minutes. And then, okay. And then, around noon, another, mmm evening. Mm, you know, at first it was so strange. It stressed me out. But after a while, I was waiting for, mm, mm. <laughs> why isn't it coming out? It's at 12 o'clock. Come on, you're late today. <laughs> you kind of feel kind of comfortable uh, hearing. Is it religiously charged spiritually charged even airplane to uh, the Israel was religiously charged you know I took a lot of airplane uh, trips and then you know we don't talk about religion we don't talk about uh, deep sharing but when I went to uh, Israel a whole bunch of people here there was uh, one uh, Holocaust uh, survival he was sharing uh, she was sharing her own experience. And the other one, uh, 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 he was a missionary from South America. He tried to convert the, uh, this Jew. Ah, I could see, the, you know, Jesus Christ and all this stuff. And, it was, and then uh, in the back, uh, there was a Messianic Jew, uh, and then uh, they were talking. Uh, I mean, the whole airplane is charged with meaningfulness, meaningful conversation. And, and the person right beside me, she, she was a, a Jew, uh, but she was a retired teacher. Her husband uh, was a doctor, and he was retired too. Uh, they live in Vancouver. They were on the on the way to uh, Israel every year. The, uh, she went. Uh, uh, she goes back to Israel. And we were talking. At the, in the beginning, we were just chit uh, chat, uh, and then we started talking about the issue of Palestine and Jew. And then uh, she was sharing about uh, how she felt after retirement and then, you know her kids and all. I mean, two, three hours just passed by without realizing it. We are so absorbed in our conversation that we didn't know that two, three hours uh, passed by. I didn't need to use her. She didn't need to use me. That is I the relationship. That is I-thou relationship. It is, we are beyond I-it relationship. This I-thou relationship, you don't have to be a family or long-time friends to have I-thou relationship. An I-thou relationship does not have to be a long-lasting relationship. You don't demand that. It should be a long-lasting relationship. It can be there briefly and disappear. It's not something within your control. You don't control I-Thou relationship. It is not something that I can dictate. No, you and I from today, after this lecture, we will have I-Thou relationship. No, you cannot because I-Thou relationship is not something that you can dictate. When it happens, it is a blessing. But when you try to possess it, it disappears. When you're obsessed to have it, it goes away further from you. But when you quietly wait, it comes. Rabbi Pinhas said this, What you pursue, you don't get. But what you allow to grow slowly in its own way, I mean, uh, slowly in its own way comes to you. So, I now relationship is not something that you make. Do you remember uh, the story of manna? That manna, when the, uh, the Israelites did not have food, every day God gave them manna, but they could not store it. But once you, you eat it and then try to save it, uh, it went bad. Just for the day. So just blessing. it's just a blessing. I doubt relationship is like that. It is given to you, but you cannot possess it and hold it. You don't control it's coming and it's going. It can come silently and go silently. When it, come, when it comes, don't try to possess it. When it goes, don't be too sad. It can be 10 minutes, it can be 10 hours, it can be 10 years. It has nothing to do with the length of time. It is the quality of the relationship, not the length of the relationship. But thing is, even if it is 10 minutes, its impact and effect can be a lifetime. That I-thou relationship, even though you have for 10 minutes, it can impact you for last, I mean, for your lifetime. People who met Jesus Christ, they experienced this I-thou relationship, and that short moment impacted them for the whole entire life. Do you remember uh, Nicodemus? He came to Jesus, wanted to talk to him. And Jesus said, as soon as he uh, saw him, you have to be born again, he said. And he talked about spirit, probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes at the most. But that had profound impact on Nicodemus. When you read the scripture, uh, Nicodemus comes out only in John. He comes out three times in John, in the beginning, and he disappears. And when Jesus was in Sanhedrin and they wanted to kill him, and he stood up and said, do we kill somebody without properly going through the uh, uh, procedure? I mean, it was really courageous for him to do that. Everybody wanted to kill him, and he stood up and spoke up for Jesus. And at the end, after Jesus died, he was the one who took Jesus' body down and did proper barrier and he even though he had 10 minutes of experience that had profound influence on him there was there's a person uh, like that to me i still uh, remember that encounter when i went to brazil that was us many many uh, years ago Uh, i went there and I met this uh, uh, old man. He was about this tall. I'm not that, you know. you know. And then he was about this tall. He looked up to me like this. <laughs> I felt great. <laughs> For a long time, I always had to <laughs> look up. But he looked up. And, <laughs> and then he just, I mean, the first moment that I met him, that I felt uh, kind of... Uh, he gave me his total attention to me. He, uh, so we were talking. And he was, saying he was a, a, a priest uh, once, but he quit his priesthood. And then uh, one day at home, he was hearing this baby crying outside. So he went outside, and there was a baby. Somebody dropped the baby out uh, there. So he took the baby and then uh, raised uh and then after a few weeks, another baby was dropped. So, so he, I mean, he did it for, for a few times. And then he became kind of famous in the village. Oh, you know, if you don't, if you have unwanted babies, drop him there. He will take good care of them. So, you know, they, they started dropping the babies. So he did not want to do, do the orphanage. By the, by, by the time I went there, he was running an orphanage without his uh, uh, really intention. I mean, he was saying all that, but he was such a nice guy. He is just, uh, and at the end, uh, after a uh, conversation, at the end, he just hugged me really hard. And he said, see you in heaven. That moment, I can hold back my tears. You know, probably I met him for about 25 minutes, and he held him, held me, and said, see you in heaven. Uh, By now, probably, he's in heaven. And I know that I'll see him in heaven. That brief encounter, that feeling, still with me. That word, see you in heaven, is very fresh, even though it was uh, 30 probably years ago. That I, thou experience can transform me and can transform others. It is a beautiful relationship. When there is a relationship of i you experience oneness, and you see nothing but that person. Everything retreats into the background, and only that person is there. Do you experience that? That total attention when you are in conversation, total absorption. Rabbi Haim, he saw this tight rope walker and he said this. This man is risking his life, and I cannot say why. But I am quite sure that while he's walking the rope, he's not thinking of the fact that he's earning a hundred golden by what he's doing. For if he did, he would fall. Total focus and concentration. In I-Thou relationship, you experience this kind of focus and concentration. Thou becomes the whole universe. I come alive, and thou comes alive. You know, people who do extreme sports, uh, bicycle or ski or extreme sports, you ask them, why do you do it? Why do you risk your life? And then you know what they said? I feel alive by doing that. You don't have to do extreme sports to feel alive. When you experience i relationship, you feel alive. In our relationship, we don't know how to focus and how to concentrate because we are so scared. We are so filled with our own personal agenda. Our minds are scattered and our relationships become scattered. And we are way too self-focused. And my continuous struggle for myself and for helping other people is that how can you be free from this? How can you be free from this? When you are free from this, you will experience true freedom. You come alive. But when you're obsessed with this, then slowly you will die. We let down our agenda, our demands, our expectations, and we open our hearts to each other, then I-thou will come. I may not be able to create I-thou, but I can block I-thou from coming by my attitude. If I is filled with prejudice, obsession, expectation, I-thou relationship is not possible. If I is too strong and too big, relationship is not possible. That's why Jesus said, to follow me, to make fishers of people, what do you have to do? First, you have to deny yourself. That means you have to make yourself small. Otherwise, you can never build meaningful relationship. When I becomes bigger, dash becomes smaller. When I become smaller, the dash becomes bigger. The modern world is obsessed with building bigger eye. You know, after watching Superman, some people want to build their body. Big eye. I didn't watch Superman yet. Maybe I will do that after. Big eye. When you build big eye," dash becomes smaller. <laughs> this illusionary "I destroys the relationship. When "I is transformed, it is transformed into "Thou." An "end comes alive. No more separation no more division, just oneness. In I-Thou relationship, there is no dominant other. Whoever has the most stable foothold supports the climb that day. There is no dominant one. So St. Paul said, when you experience Jesus Christ and build that I-Thou relationship with Jesus Christ, this is what happens. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. We all become connected. Let me give you the last prayer of Jesus Christ for the human beings. He said this. Do you have that in your Okay, Simon, what what page? Page 15? 15? John 17. If you pen, you underline with me. That they may underline all be one. As you, Father, underline are in me, and underline and I'm in you, may they also underline be in us. So that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be underline one as we are one. And underline I in them and underline you in me. That they may, be, they may underline, become completely one. So that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Look at that. It's filled with oneness. This is Jesus' last prayer. Jesus here talking about the beautiful I-Thou relationship. Don't expect the I-Thou relationship always to be there. You'll get frustrated and disappointed. It's not realistic. I-Thou becomes I-It, and we experience another I-Thou, all these things. I eat and I thou like a ebb and flow of the tides. It comes and goes. It go our relationship goes up and down. And so I put the picture there. If there's no, if there's a flat line, you're dead. There are always ups and downs. I used that in my sermon once, right? So I mean, relationship goes ups and down. I thou becomes I eat, but that I eat changed into I, thou. So don't expect that I, thou to be always there. That's not realistic. But important thing is every moment we need to be awake and be aware of the what kind of quality your relationships are, have. Right now, you need to be aware what kind of relationship am I building? Even with the spouse. After a while, You just demand and demand and demand, and everything turns into I-it relationship instead of building I-thou relationship. We all have our weaknesses. Because of these weaknesses, we hurt others and we get hurt. And because of that, we close our heart. When we get hurt, first thing that you do is you close your heart to other people. And then true relationship cannot be built do you know what Thomas Merton said prayer and love are learned in the hour when prayer has become impossible and your heart has turned to stone there are times when our hearts have turned to stone that's when we truly love we truly learn love Our weaknesses sometimes can poison our relationship. But in Tibet, there is a saying, the medicine can be found within the poison. When our weaknesses poison our relationship, and when our relationship is in an ill condition, maybe that's when we can find the true cure for our relationship. Yes, see. Yes, we see a lot lot of people with a lot of weaknesses. But behind all those weaknesses, I hope that you can also find treasures, some beautiful qualities behind them. You know, I'm reminded of a scene, uh, John Valjean, that movie, what is that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lemmy's, yeah. It's a beautiful movie, beautiful movie. And then you know, uh, when uh, Jean Valjean was uh, uh, arrested, the uh, bishop uh, uh, said to the police uh, to, to him, "Oh, you left so uh, in such a hurry you forgot to take the candlestick that I gave to you, and uh, here, take it." even though the bishop knew that Jean Valjean did something bad, he didn't just look at that ugly side of it, but he saw. The potential beauty behind them, And actually, John Valjean lived the potential beauty at the end. That's what we need to uh, see. As we look at each other, yes, we see each other's weaknesses. But I hope that we can also see the beauty that is hidden behind those weaknesses. When you don't see beauty in other people, you cannot build ideal relationships. When you see ugliness in other people, you have no choice but to build I-E relationship. But when you start discovering the beauty in other people, then you can build I-E-Thou relationship. Have a big heart of ocean. Ocean is at the bottom, but it embraces all the waters from small rivers and big rivers. So it is good to be like ocean so that you can embrace their weaknesses. But ocean is bigger than the rivers. I believe that love is bigger than hatred. Love can embrace the hatred, but hatred cannot embrace love. When Jesus said, love your enemies, Jesus is talking about the magnitude, the size of the love that is bigger than the hatred. The cloud cannot embrace the sky. Sky embraces the cloud. Love is like that. As the ocean embraces the rivers, as the sky embraces the cloud, the true humility can embrace others' weaknesses, and I believe that true humility is courage. So, if I may say, the last word when you make i so big then and you become so small but when you make i small then and and becomes bigger and then through that you both become alive so two kinds of dash two kinds of relationship think about it what is a relationship that you are pursuing in your own relationships in your own life with your parents with the church with God with others are you, you building relationship just for just to meet my needs? Or do you build relationship so that you can give? Think about it. So this is it for today.